As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. But I think Murph and Andy, they're really excited about talking about nonsense on the radio for the next four months, <laughs> so that's good. All right, hot topic, drama at Augusta. Sergio Garcia at the young age of 37 finally wins his first major championship. Garcia holds off Justin Rose in a playoff to win the green jacket, or maybe you want to talk some spring football. Iowa State held its spring game yesterday at Jack Trice Stadium. The Hawkeyes practiced at Valley on Friday. Baseball, NBA, you name it. Let's talk about it. Call right now. Lines open. 282-9010 to sound off. For, I think, two weeks after Jamie Pollard hires Kevin Dresser to resurrect the Cyclone wrestling program, Dresser dumps an entire can of gasoline on the Cyhawk rivalry flames. Three former Hawkeyes brought in to fill out his coaching staff, Derek St. John, Mike Zanuck, and Brent Metcalf. I could see the wheels churning on social media for both fan bases throughout the week. Iowa State fans, at first, unsure of all the black and gold blood being pumped into their program. But as the dust settled, they start to think, who cares? We are at rock bottom. If these guys can bring us back to relevance, so be it. Heck, Dan Gable is a former Cyclone that transformed Iowa into the biggest wrestling program in the country. Hawkeye fans at first were cracking jokes. There goes little brother again, needing Iowa's help to save their program. But that arrogance quickly turned into worry. What if these former Hawkeyes bring Iowa State all the way back? I mean, these are our guys, national champions. Could the Cyclones someday overtake us with former Hawkeyes leading the way? I'm not gonna pretend to be a wrestling expert, but I've covered it now for 10 years. And when Iowa and Iowa State are contenders, this rivalry is great. I think it will get there again. Wichita State dumps the Missouri Valley for the American Athletic Conference. More money, bigger profile, more respect when it comes to Selection Sunday. This is a loss for the MVC, but I also think it's a win for the other schools. This league typically gets one bid to the dance. Heck, this year, Illinois State won 28 games and had to settle for the NIT. The Shockers leaving eliminates a huge cog in the fight for that NCAA bid. Congratulations to Sergio Garcia for winning the Masters. After years of failures due to succumbing to pressure and a final round today that had its share of adversity, Sergio unlikely overcame it all to break through as a major champion. I am so happy for him. He is the greatest iron striker in the history of golf and he deserves to be in the club of major winners. And today, reinforce the Masters as my favorite sporting event of the year. I love the azaleas, the perfectly manicured grass, the connection to Bobby Jones, Amen Corner, the undulating greens, the champion's dinner, the so ceremonial first tee, the green jackets, the immense pressure, and the limited commercial breaks. But what I love the most about the Masters is how it reminds me of my father. My dad never got to go to Augusta, much less play the course. He was a blue collar guy from his Budweiser drinking to his 30 years working in a factory. 
That didn't stop him from loving this white collar event. And he passed that love on to my brother and I, along with teaching the game of golf to us both. I'd love to flash up a photo right now of my dad and I playing golf, but we never took one. In fact, we didn't play enough together. Why? I guess we just took time for granted until cancer robbed him of the back nine of life at age 61. Tell the people that you love that you love them. And if you enjoy playing golf with those people, tee it up. The Masters always reminds me of that. Love the Masters Sunday, and you said it. Uh, we never get enough time to play golf, and you'll know this uh, later on in life when you have kids. So hopefully, you, yeah. you need to take uh, advantage of that right now. Yeah, one of my goals uh, before I have kids, John, is to uh, at least spend one year trying to get as close to scratch golf as I can. Because <laughs> I know yeah. I have plenty of you friends who yeah. have kids, and you guys all stink at golf. I used to be pretty good. I, pl I played, I was probably got down to about a four handicap, but then once, you, once the kids start coming and you get all these other responsibilities, that handicap just starts moving up and up and up and up and up. And I, I think I've played probably two rounds in the last five years. Well, you're motivating me now <laughs> to finally accomplish that goal of getting to scratch golf. We'll, we'll see. It's tough. It's tough out there. Of course, the golf is expensive, uh, but it truly is. It's one of those uh, connectors, I think somewhat like baseball, the way that baseball is passed down from fathers to sons, at least for me, and I'm sure many people out there, golf is a connection to your dad because yeah. he teaches it to you. And it's a game you can continue to play, as we saw with Freddie Couples today, 57. I love watching Shoots in, in what, uh, right around par yeah. for yeah. four rounds. That's really, really great. Cool to see Sergio win it, but uh, let's take some calls now. Let's go to Peter in Winterset. Peter, you want to talk about the Hawkeye spring game. Were you, at, uh, were you at Valley Stadium, or I should say the spring practice. Were you at Valley on Friday, Peter? Yes, I was, and uh, I, just two quick points. I'm not going to take up too much of your time yeah. here, but the attendance was awesome. Yeah. And, and the class, my second point would be the class at the Hawkeye players was a big boner. What did he say? Did, did he say, oh, I think he used the another. The class was a bummer? I think he used a term, another slang term for uh, male erection, I think is what he did. <laughs> so that really classy there. That was nice. The, the crowd was, though, the crowd was good, though, at Valley Stadium, and it always helps with the weather. I was out there last year, and the weather was probably in the, man, 50s, 40s, and windy. Uh, and it, it still, it was a little breezy out there, but it, it at least had the sun out a little bit. And it's strange to have so much excitement around a program that's had the same coach for almost two decades. Yeah. But the change at offensive coordinator certainly, I think, uh, from my Hawkeye friends, uh, has really gotten them excited about what maybe the future holds. For a regime in the Ferentz era that doesn't, isn't known for change, uh, Brian Ferentz coming at, a, at OC is certainly getting people to hope that change is on the horizon. And one thing I think we could take away from that practice is they didn't name Nathan Stanley the starting quarterback for the Hawkeyes. They're leaving it wide open for Tyler Wiegers, uh, maybe, heck, maybe even throw Drew, Kick, Drew Cook into the mix there. They're not anointing Nathan Stanley as the starting quarterback, even though he was the backup last year. Yeah, at this point, you, nobody's got a lot of experience, so why not keep that competition going? In a program like Iowa, it really breeds itself on, on competition. Uh, and working your way up the chain, especially once you become a senior, you seem to be rewarded with the Ferentz loyalty, which is really a trademark of that program. Give us a call, 282-9010. You want to talk about the Hawkeyes? You want to talk about the Iowa State spring game? Or how about the Masters? Sergio and Justin Rose battling down to the end. Right now, how about time for lookalikes with a local connection, Old Spice judges. Doug Hargis on Facebook, Sound Off Nation, says Cyclone legend Jeff Hornacek 
Looks like Olympic gold medalist volleyball player Kerry Walsh Jennings. Old Spice? Mm. That's one of the worst in the history of lookalikes. <laughs> That's not in the Hall of Fame you're saying? No, no, it'd be in the <laughs> lack of fame. Travis Graspy from East Des Moines says former Hawkeye, current Mav Jared Utah looks like the rapper Machine Gun Kelly. Old Spice. <laughs> likes that one. I, I don't know, Old Spice. We need to throw that earring on Utah and see how it looks dangling there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he seems like an earring-wearing guy, doesn't he? Guys, we lost one this week. A sound-off legend. He's gone. I'll break the sad news next. Follow us on Twitter at SoundOff13. Brett writes, it's hysterical watching people try and say SoundOff has a bias for or against either school in Iowa. Find better things to worry about, people. Brett throwing shade and speaking the truth. Not that you're biased at all. No. No. Not that we're biased. In more than 1,000 shows, SoundOff has had plenty of great characters and skits. But this week, we had to say goodbye to one of our favorites. It's What's Bugging Andy. Well, guys, this was not one of my favorite weeks here at work. We had to say goodbye to Mike Zavaki, who's leaving us for a traditional desk job at Wells Fargo. Now, Mike has been one of the directors on the morning news today in Iowa, and he's been doing it for a long, long time now. But most of you will know him better as the angry intern on Sound Off. And that's a role that we gave him 13 years ago when he was with us in the sports department. Now, Mike actually was an intern, but he was definitely not angry. And that was a character that he played. Ironically, Mike is actually one of the nicest, most helpful and competent people that we've ever had here at Channel 13. Man, I am sick of saying goodbye to people like that. I mean, people who subtract rather than add to the pile of BS in your work environment. I mean, we need more of Mike and less of the others. Like this person, the delicate flower, the co-worker who takes everything personally and is often on the verge of tears if the slightest change is made to their day. More of Mike and less of the social media butterfly. Everything they see, everything they think, everything they do is recorded and photographed and posted in the alternate universe of Instagram and Twitter because let's face it, that's where life happens. More like Mike and less like the complimentarian. They offer a forced compliment on everyone for everything. Oh, I like your zipper. Oh, I like that bottled water. Ooh, that's a really pretty hearing aid. What are you teaching grouchy three-year-olds with the good time, gang? The problem with people like Mike is that they remind you of how little control we actually have over the world. If you had more control, you would surround yourself with people like him and never have to say goodbye because they'd like being there as much as you like having them there. But of course, that's not the case. Zavaki is more than a nice guy, he's a smart guy who knows that this is a wide world with lots to experience and you have to let him go, right? So, to those of you who work with someone that you never want to say goodbye to, don't take them for granted. 
because chances are someone else likes them too. And that someone else might have a job to offer them that doesn't start at 3 a.m. So for 13 years of being everybody's favorite coworker and for being such a good sport, we say thanks to the angry intern and goodbye, whether we like it or not. I'm Andy Fails, and that's what's bugging me. Well said, Andy. Up next, more live phone calls. Give us a call. Lines open 282-9010. Who's in your five plus whatever you want to talk about? Joel Lanning, Hawkeye football, baseball, you name it. Sound off. Like us on Facebook, Sound Off Nation. Travis writes, not a Sergio fan, but the atmosphere was awesome. Solid masters, better than having someone win it that nobody knows, like last year's winner. I know who Danny Willett is. Adam <laughs> writes uh, in reference to ISU hiring a bunch of Hawkeyes, this is great for ISU. It's good to see the Iowa boys stay in state. How long do you think it's gonna take for them to get back, Iowa State wrestling? Two years. Two years? Who's in your five? I'm going to take my shot at this. This is all right. the this top is all five wolf criers in your life, okay? Wolf, wolf criers. Cry. Okay. Your friends, number five, who say they are fed up with their job and they're going to quit. And then, of course, they never do. Wolf criers. Okay. Number four, computer virus alerts. We all get these. Uh, we have like 150 of them. Wolf criers. Number three, the hot plate at Mexican the, the restaurants. The fajitas when the fajitas they are They always say it's a hot plate, and it never is. It's a wolf cry. <laughs> Number two, first alarm in the morning. Oh. Wolf crier. Nobody listens to the first alarm. The first alarm mm. saying, hey, you need to get up. You don't get no, up. No, you don't get up. You, hit, you wait wolf for cry. the second one. And number one, specifically for me personally, the check engine light. Years. My check engine light has been on for years. Years? Close to 10 years. Your check engine light has been on for problem. 10 years. Never had a problem. There's no way your check engine light's been on for 10 it's years. It's a wolf crier, man. Crying wolf. So you're saying that the check engine light is, is a farce and they, they, it's a scam to get you to bring the car in. Absolutely. It's warning me, hey, your engine's going to blow up at any moment. Well, in what moment of the last 10 years has my engine blown up? Zero times. Never has happened. And you never had any problems Cry with your car? wolf. Never. No, never, no the problems with the car? clutch went out once, but that doesn't have that anything to do That was probably the check engine. No. There, there should be a clutch warning that comes up. Clutch, your warning's about to go off. All right, let's get back to this Iowa-Iowa State wrestling coaches. Uh, Ed in Des Moines. Uh, Ed, uh, what do you think about this, the, the rivalry that could be bloom, blossoming here? Well, you know, I guess that where did Dan Gable wrestle? Iowa State. Of course. So between Iowa State and Iowa, they have been back and forth for so many years. Yeah. And it was very interesting because I was driving up in Wisconsin, and we go to a little teeny, tiny, tiny town in Wisconsin, and there was a great cheese factory there, and there's a big sign there that says, Home of the Peterson Brothers. Okay. They were two of the greatest wrestlers at Iowa State. <laughs> <laughs> so, so whether they're at Iowa State, I think they, they complement each other, and they should be competitive. That would be what's best, well, I, I think. Well, I think they the should, state. too, because, I mean, it wasn't that long ago that Cale Sanderson was the coach, 
and they finished second or third in, in the nation. I mean, Iowa State's got a great tradition for wrestling. I mean, they, they should not be finishing at the NCAA wrestling tournament with, with one team point. Ab it should not be not. happening, yeah. And remember, John Walters went to Drake. <laughs> that is true. The voice, the voice of the Cyclones. Just, it, it all mix and match. And, and let's be honest, those guys are always going to be Hawkeyes forever, just like Dan Gable is going to have some Cyclone in him forever. But they took these jobs to be part of, be a wrestling coach. I mean, there's so limited coaching opportunities in wrestling. And to be a coach at Iowa State, one of the most storied programs on a D1 level, you're not going to get that opportunity very often. There's so many limited jobs, a little bit like broadcasting, a little bit like acting. There's so many limited opportunities. What are you talking about? <laughs> I, and you at least none of these guys went to Nebraska. That's the important part. They're not Huskers. There's not, they're not Corn Huskers. That's important. That's all that matters. All right, up next, more live calls, plus Scott and I face off. Would either of us bet on the Cubs? to win it all. Sound off right now, 282-9010. We roll on. Betcha! You can always email the show, sound off at whotv.com. El Nino! I was rooting for either Fowler or Spieth to win the Masters, but that drama was great. This is what you want in a major championship. Props to Surge. That's from Roy in Mount Air. Time to bounce around some more topics. We call it face-off. The Cubs are the favorites in Vegas to win the World Series. Do you put your money on the Cubs or the field? Give me the field. Going back to back is tough. Last time we had a repeat jam was 17 years ago. The Yankees. You are spineless, John. You what? want to bet your house on the Cubs repeating. Look, we Cubs fans, as I am one, mm -hmm. have one thing on our mind now. Chase down the stupid Cardinals. <laughs> They've got 11 the titles. We've got three. Here's the 10 in a row. Go Cubs. 10 in a row. All right, whatever. North Carolina won the national championship on Monday. I was pulling for Gonzaga. And to be honest, the title game wasn't very good. What was worse, all the missed shots or all the fouls? It's close, but it's the missed shots. If you have some sweet offensive moments, you can be distracted from just about any other bad play, but neither team gave us that. And that game is another reminder to me of how much better the NBA gameplay is than college. Yeah, there's a big talent gap there, gap there usually. Tony Romo was giving up football to go in the broadcasting. CBS quickly hired Romo to replace Phil Simms as their lead NFL analyst. It's a bold move by CBS. Romo has zero broadcasting experience, but hey, good for him. If I'm Phil Simms, I'm thinking, hold on. I've got a Super Bowl ring, which I won as a quarterback. I've called many Super Bowls already, and I'm getting replaced by Tony Choke Job Romo? <laughs> what? But for the rest of us, Tony Romo is going to be great on TV. Though, you heard it here first, I think he's going to play again. For your bills? Okay, I'll take it. <laughs> Amazon is shelling out $50 million to stream Thursday night NFL games this upcoming year. Twitter did this last year. I don't like it. I think Thursday night NFL games are dumb and usually terrible matchups. You? I don't watch unless my Buffalo Bills are playing. And more and more, that is my philosophy with all NFL games. Head injuries and relentless owner greed has drastically changed my interest in pro football. Unless it's the Bills. Unless it's the Bills. By now, you've probably heard what happened to LPGA's Lexi Thompson. In line to win a major championship last weekend until a viewer at home emailed the LPGA saying she violated a rule. Officials reviewed the tape and agreed. So almost 24 hours after the infraction, she has assessed a four-stroke penalty, two for the violation, 
two for signing an incorrect scorecard. Lexi loses in a playoff. I love golf, but they have to change this idiotic rule where fans can call or email violations. John, you haven't taken it far enough. This rule isn't just idiotic. It is lame, stupid, frustrating, nonsensical, annoying, ridiculous, and a bunch of other words I can't say on live TV. It is asinine. Have, have, have I made myself clear? You have, and I agree with you. Over-under, overrated, spring football games, all for the fans, but we're five months till the season even starts. A lot can change. Underrated, Tim Johnson, Grandview volleyball player, 45-inch vertical for the number one team in the country. These guys are Ooh. fun to watch. Reminds me of when I was young. 45 inches, you could jump. I was 46 inches. inch vertical, but right, yeah, who's, who's really measuring? Oh, hold on. All right, all right. I can this? only stand one more minute of this, and then I want my Buck McNeely now or Ooh. in a minute. When he all says right. Buck McNeely, it makes my heart melt. All right, real quick, let's get this. Austin and Woodward, you got a thought on Zach Johnson. Austin. Yeah, here. Yeah, what's your thought on Zach? Um, I, I wanted to get your guys' opinions. Do you think it was a mistake for him to switch uh, his clubs from Titleist to PXG? I don't think necessarily. I think PXG is certainly is on the cusp. That's not Zach's problem right now. Zach has to be able to play his non-aggressive style, get himself within pitching distance, which he is a master. There's mm -hmm. few people who have ever been as good with the wedge in the hand, and PXG isn't going to make all that difference. A lot of times for, for Zach, it's usually about the putting. When his putting's off, he's off because he doesn't hit the ball a long way, so he's got to get his putter rolling. It was a bad week. A lot of the main names, Bubba Watson included, missed the cut at the Masters, so it's a tough cut to make. He missed it, but he'll be back. One more call. We finish as we always do. Cheezer. Cheezer, what's up, man? How you doing? Good, bud. How you doing? Good. What do you think? Uh, Royals are going to get a win to Mark and see uh, A's. Did you hear my uh, Roy Ray Casango was uh, really mean to me uh, a couple weeks ago? I didn't know. He called, me a, he called me a restart. That's not very nice, is it? That's not nice nope. at all. We don't agree with that. Cheezer, thanks for the call. Hey, I guess that'll do it for us. Keith will be back next week. I hope you all are, too. We leave you with the sound-off send-off. Some highlights of jumping Tim Johnson Woo! at Grandview Volleyball. Just like me, baby. Six feet two, but can jump out of the gym. Johnson helped lead the Vikings to a conference championship. His crazy vertical compares to some of the NBA's all-time greats. And Scott Sipker. Have a great week.